0: Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the podcast. I hope you all are doing fantastic. A lot to get to ahead on Locked On Cougars, a BYU football heavy edition of the show today. We finish our position debriefings with the linebacker unit for BYU, a unit that's got a lot of promise to it and is expected to really step up and be a leader on this year's team. We'll also continue our countdown to spring ball with burning question number two as we examine the leadership question: Who will be BYU's leaders this? Coming fall, well, you start to establish those in spring. Well, we'll examine some of the options ahead on today's podcast as well. Still, plenty to get to with regards to BYU basketball and other all the other sports out there. BYU baseball winning an extra innings last night over Texas State, opening a series at Texas today. We will cover it all for you guys ahead on today's podcast. So, without further ado, let's dive on in. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for February twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on your daily podcast focused on all things BYU. A lot to get to ahead on today's show, but a real quick reminder, please make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button and make sure you join us every single day. It's a big credit to you guys why this podcast has been successful, as successful as it has been in the past two years plus that we've been doing it and it's a blast to be with you every day. So make sure you don't miss it and join us every single day. Make it part of your routine. Uh, whether you're out for a walk or you're doing a workout at the gym, you have a commute to and from work, just make us part of your day. Work us in. I cannot thank you enough for your support of the podcast as always. Getting going here on a Monday, you're going to start off with BYU football today. It's going to be a very BYU football heavy show, but we need to finish off what we called our position debriefings. We've gone through each position group for the BYU football program. Looking back at 2020 for each of them, as well as a peek ahead to this coming fall. uh, Talking about guys who moved on from the different position groups and what to expect from some of the youngsters upcoming. It's all been kind of a part of a countdown to spring ball, but today we finish those debriefings off, and we finish them off with the linebacker group. If you go back through the past month or so, you can find all the different debriefings. We started off with quarterbacks way back when, obviously with Zach Wilson departing and today we finish it with the linebacker group what I like about the linebacker group just kind of as an overview as we start this conversation is this is a unit that has got a ton of talent and the vast majority of that talent is coming back in 2021 what I mean by that is you look at the roster for BYU, they had Chaz you listed as a linebacker. He's going to play safety for BYU. Maybe the single position, that hybrid position, but he's not a linebacker. Yet Zane Anderson also listed as a linebacker. He played safety his entire time at BYU, and he leaves as a senior. And then other seniors on this roster, Kavika Fanua, okay, he was here at BYU for a really long time. 2014 was the first season he suited up for BYU, and 2020 was the final year he did an incredible run for that young man. He moves on. Isaiah Kafusi, a stalwart for four straight years out of Brighton High School. He leaves a role for multiple guys to potentially fill in for. We'll be talking a little bit about who might step into that weak side linebacker position that he played most of last year and fill that role. And the only other senior on the roster this past year was Sam Lee, a walk-on from San Pascal High School in Escondido, California. Uh, He moves on, it appears, as well. The good news is Pretty much everybody else who is a contributor or a starter in the linebacking unit is back, and that should be exciting for BYU fans. I think it starts with Peyton Wilgar, one of the best linebackers that BYU has seen in their recent memory, and they've had a bunch of them. Peyton is going to play in the NFL. Only a sophomore, but a redshirt sophomore at that. He could have up to three years remaining in a BYU uniform if he so, so chose to use them. In all honesty, I could see him after his upcoming season exploring his his uh, NFL draft opportunities and potentially making the jump if he thinks he's got the right uh, look from NFL teams. Alongside him are guys like Max Tooley. Tooley, an undersized linebacker listed at 6'2, two, 215 pounds, but truly might be one of the best pass rushers that BYU has on the roster. Roster, Absolutely incredible ability to meet guys at the point of attack and beat them and just get after it. it it's, a, it's a fun type of football that Max Tooley plays. I really like him. He is also a redshirt sophomore and has plenty of time left in his BYU career. The hope is that he can pack on a few more pounds and take on more of that every down roll for BYU. Other guys to keep an eye on coming into this year include uh, include Keenan Peely. I think Peely is kind of the one guy that in all of this gets overlooked. A redshirt sophomore in his own right. Peely, I believe, had the second most tackles last year amongst BYU players on defense. Just a tackling machine. A great tandem with Peyton Wilgar speaking of Keenan and Peely and Wilgar seems to get the headlines but I'm telling you what Keenan Peely is just as effective if not more so in certain circumstances and I really like kind of that front line of a of an idea of having Thule, Keenan Peely and Peyton Wilgar playing together as kind of your top three linebackers this year the good news is behind them there's plenty of depth to back them up you're looking at guys like Jackson Kafusi, the younger brother of Isaiah Kafusi, really came on strong during the 2020 season. He is also redshirt sophomore, so plenty of time for him to continue to develop. Drew Jensen, when he's been healthy, has been an effective player for the Cougars. Showed some good things during the 2020 season in his own right. And a guy that I'm really excited to see because I see a ton of potential in him, and he was ascending up the depth chart before a shoulder injury ended his season, is Ben Bywater. A redshirt freshman out of Olympus High School. Bywater, if he's healthy, guys, he is going to make this linebacking unit even deeper and better than it already was. He is a guy to keep an eye on during spring ball. If he's healthy and able to get back from that shoulder injury, you could see him making some noise in spring. Also, the, the question is, will BYU put them, put him out there and put him at risk of a re-injury or aggravation of that? You never know. The other name to keep an eye on is the last name Wilson, Josh Wilson, the younger brother of Zach Wilson. latter half of the 2020 season as a true freshman began to see more and more playing time. I'll tell you what, the Wilson family, for everything you may think about them, they are a football-playing family. There is a ton of talent in that gene pool, and Josh Wilson... I expect him to continue to really keep his nose in the discussion for playing time this year. So I just rattled off like seven or eight names of guys that I believe have starter quality potential about them for the BYU linebacking unit. I'm telling you what, this is one of the deepest and most talented units on BYU's entire roster. It's an exciting time. And we're even leaving guys off the list, the likes of Preston Lewis, a great linebacker prospect from Lone Peak High School, came back from from his mission this past year. Six foot two, 240 pound athlete, uh, played for the Knights. I remember watching him in high school and really liked his game. He's a guy who's going to be expected to hopefully make some noise and move up to the depth chart. Matthew Crittle at points during his BYU careers had his spots. He is still just a junior. Malachi Fakahua, a new addition last year, is a walk on out of Dixie High School. A little bit undersized at five foot 11, 200 pounds, but nonetheless looking to make his impact. Truman Andrus, another guy from Oak Ridge. High School in El Dorado Hills, California, another true freshman. I'm telling you what, folks. Oh, and I even forgot uh, Pepe Tanuvasa. And let me clarify one thing. On Pepe Tanuvasa, I'm actually expecting him to actually move up and play more of a defensive end role for BYU this coming year. Will that preclude him from playing linebacker in certain circumstances? No, not at all. He absolutely could play linebacker, but his ability to rush the passer, his first steps, actually been pretty impressive, and it sounds like talking about one of our burning questions yesterday he could see some time seeing how he does at defensive end during the spring ball to see if that might be the better position for him to play for the rest of his time in a BYU uniform and I just I, I look at all the depth for BYU amongst this linebacking core and there's gonna be plenty of guys coming in during fall camp et cetera. there's a lot of true freshmen coming in this year this linebacking unit folks it's as deep and talented as I can remember BYU's linebacking core being in quite some time. There's going to be a bunch of fierce competition for playing time. You're going to see some guys who, like I said, I think have starter caliber play about them, starter caliber potential about them, who are going to be forced to ride the pine, uh, figuratively. It's just, it doesn't all add up where all the playing time will come from for multiple guys. But nonetheless, the good news is whoever is the best of these guys, well, you can be assured, they are coming through a bunch of different competition and it should excite you as a BYU fan. And we're looking forward to talking about them throughout the upcoming spring camp and also on into the summer and on into fall camp as well. Alright, coming up here in just a minute, we'll continue on with the BYU football theme of things. Our burning question number two, who are going to be the leaders that will step up this year for the BYU football program? A lot of the senior leadership left after the 2020 season. Who will be the next crop of leaders for this BYU football program? Well, I think there's some of them amongst this linebacking core, and we'll talk about that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar, guys. I cannot encourage you enough to give Built Bar a chance. If you like protein bars... Chances are you'll enjoy Built Bars. Even if you don't like protein bars, you will also like Built Bars. I have had, in my opinion, every type of Built Bar imaginable in my life. I've had thousands of them at this point, and I'll tell you what: Built Bar are the most delicious protein bars I have ever had. Over twenty unique flavors, guys. You got stuff like cookies and cream, cherry barcia, coconut almond, orange, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, peanut butter brownie. There are so many delicious flavors. I can't pick a top. Five, really, I enjoy so many of them, and I want you guys to give them a chance. What I love about Built Bars is they're high fiber, high protein, but low sugar, low calorie. They're the perfect complement for wherever you're at in your health journey. Where you're trying to lose or maintain weight, you can still indulge in a delicious treat. If you're on the keto diet, it's a perfect addition in that regard as well. So give them a shot. Go to builtbar.com right now. Use the promo code Locked On while you're there. By the way, and get 20% off your next order. That's builtbar.com. Use the promo code Locked On for 20% off. deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com want to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast. Of course, Tiger Woods yesterday hospitalized after a car crash early Tuesday morning. Host Peter Bukowski gives you the latest details on what's going on with Mr. Woods. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast, guys. Subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts, just like Locked On Cougars. All right, spring ball starts Monday. Crazy to think it's here, but exciting all the same. Looking forward to it. We talked about our burning questions as our countdown it started yesterday today is burning question number two and what we're going to discuss today is the leadership void for BYU football and I don't mean that it's a dire situation that's that sounds too much of a fatalist Type of point of view, but there are a lot of uh, senior leaders who left the program after the 2020 season, and there are multiple leadership positions to step into for a lot of guys on this roster. Let's start off with some of the guys who we expect to kind of reprise their roles and be leaders on this team. On the offensive line, it's going to be Clark Barrington and James Ampey. Two easy picks there. Ampey, a really really well-respected guy in the locker room. I think Barrington with his play is also going to be one of the guys that people look to so the nice part is on offense you have at least two guys along the offensive line who can be senior leaders whoever emerges as the starting quarterback for BYU no doubt will be a team leader that's their role they're expected to do that and funny enough I think there's multiple options on that front Baylor Romney Jaron Hall even Jacob Conover as young as he has he has actually earned the respect of a lot of his teammates so the good news is the quarterback position whoever wins that battle should have the respect to their teammates, and should be a pretty natural leader. Tyler Algier, in my opinion, is going to step into a leadership role. He's not most necessarily the most vocal guy out there, but he kind of leads by example. He's one of those guys that guys can look to and say, you know what, that guy doesn't take a playoff, and he will be a leader for this program. And then two other names I wanted to insert on the offensive side of the ball. Our Isaac Rex, he'll be leading this tight end group. Of course, a freshman All-American campaign, a fantastic season in 2020. Well, he could find himself headed to the NFL sooner rather than later. So it is about time for him to step up and assume a leadership role, take on that responsibility and lead that unit. And then the wide receiver group, I think that you're going to have to see a guy, I think Gunnar Romney needs to be more vocal and step forward and take Control of this position group. Nil Pau could also do it, but I think Gunner is more suited for the role, in my opinion. Both of them would be welcome if they were willing to step up and take the role because neither of them are kind of... Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is they're both kind of like Tyler Algier. They lead more by example than actually uh, barking at guys, but they need one of those guys to step up and lead this unit. Dax Milne, in my opinion, seemed like that guy a year ago. They need somebody at the wide receiver position to step up, and I'm putting my money on Gunnar Romney. I think he understands the magnitude of what this upcoming season could mean for him, and he wants to make the most of it, so he needs to make sure that his position position group is getting the most out of their guys that they can flipping over to the defensive side of the football uh, my question for the defense is both in the secondary as well as along the defensive line I think at linebacker we just talked about I think Peyton Wilgar guys like Keenan Peely as well as Max Tooley they're natural born leaders they are going to be the leaders of this defense overall. Amongst the position groups, though, I do wonder who's going to step up. Could Uriah Leatawa, in his final year at BYU this fall finally have a successful and a healthy senior season, but in addition, become that leader for the defensive line? I hope he could. Other candidates for that, I think, include Caden Haas. I think that Tyler Batty as well could begin to assume a leadership position amongst that unit, but they do need to find somebody who can be that quote-unquote alpha for the defensive line. In the secondary, I think that mantle is going to fall to Chaz Ayu. I really like Chaz and the way he has developed in terms of his off-the-field persona. He has been very vocal about his issues with depression and some of the other things he's dealt with during his time as a Cougar. But now that he's healthy and rejoining the program in full health, He should step into that leadership role, that void that was left by guys like Troy Warner and Zane Anderson. I think in the cornerback group, you're going to have plenty of guys, Keenan Ellis, D'Angelo Mandel. There's a lot of upperclassmen in that unit who could step up, but I think in the secondary, Chaz Ayu's voice is going to be heard very loudly, and it should be heard very loudly moving forward. And then finally, with the specialists, I think both Ryan Rico as well as Jake Goldroyd, both of them are well-respected, and they should lead those uh, units in the specialist side of things and they should be able to handle things on that front. So I just I, I look at this, and why I bring this up now is because spring ball is a time for those guys to begin to assert themselves and say, no, you know what? No, this is my team. I'm taking control of it. I'm making ownership. I'm taking ownership of this, and I want to be the guy. I want to lead this position group. Coaches will be putting it on guys and telling them, now is the time to step forward. Now is your time to shine. Now we need you to come up. And be that leader that we've been looking for. There are a lot of leaders from last year's squad who moved on. Isaiah Kafusi, Kyris Tonga, Zach Daw, Zach Wilson, Brady Christensen, man, Matt Bushman. Just I can't list them all, and they all left a void. Now this year, if BYU wants to reprise the success they had in 2020, well, the young guys who learned from those senior leaders in 2020 now need to take on that mantle, assume that mantle, and become those leaders, and now is the time to do it. Spring Ball is where you set the framework for the upcoming season. There's a lot of work to be done uh, coming up here in March for the BYU football program, but one of the critical, critical things I think for this group. This team, this program, is to find those leaders and have them start to emerge during this spring season. If they don't, well, there could be an issue. I think that they're more than capable of being. uh, uh, I think they're more than capable of finding those leaders. It's just a matter of those guys taking on the responsibility, understanding that they've got to stick their nose in there and take care of business. And we'll find out if I'm right. We'll see. We're all going to be proven right or wrong as the season plays out, but now is the time for those leadership roles to begin to emerge, guys to step forward, and to take control of this program. Kalani Sitake has talked multiple times about how important it is to him to have players take ownership of the program that he is leading. Well, he needs a bunch of them to step up during the spring season and begin to take that ownership and make it their own. Alright, coming up here in just a moment, we'll run down the other news in BYU's Sports. A nice win for BYU Baseball at Texas State. They open a series at Texas. At UT Austin today. We'll break that down. Also talk a little bit more of the details of BYU basketball allowing fans at the Marriott Center this week so plenty more to get to ahead on today's show. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at BetOnline.ag Guys, is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football obviously is over but the NBA is ongoing. College hoops and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can Imagine, guys. So, no matter what you want to bet on, Bet Online's got it for you, guys. They got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to pay, place your wagers, and it's free to sign up at BetOnline.ag. And they're still offering you, our listeners, with a fifty percent welcome bonus. All you got to do is go to BetOnline.ag when you make your first deposit. Use the promo code Locked On for that fifty percent welcome bonus. It's a great way to get some extra money to have some fun with, and do it with our friends at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Alright folks, i need to take a minute today and talk to you about our good friends at Homefield Apparel. If you guys want the most comfortable and stylish retro BYU gear, I want to encourage you guys to get to homefieldapparel.com and check out their BYU line. They launched it just over a month ago, and I have to tell you what, the gear is absolutely phenomenal. They're the most comfortable t-shirts and hoodies that you will ever own, and take advantage of it now. We did a giveaway over the weekend with some of the gear. We will try and do more of those in the coming days and weeks, but right now you can go to HomeFieldApparel.com, check out that line, the vintage apparel designs that they have created for BYU fans, and get 15% off your first order by using the promo code LOC at HomeFieldApparel.com The LOC stands for Locked On Cougars Real simple to remember, but 15% off your first order at home Apparel by going to HomeFieldApparel.com and using that promo code LOC. I'll tell you what I love my HomeField Apparel gear I know you guys will love it as well, and the best part about it all is BYU can rep the Y in style with our friends at Homefield Apparel, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Guys, if you want more of a national look at college football, and I am a big college football fan, I want to encourage you guys to check out the Locked On College Football Podcast. Every single day, multiple hosts from our Locked On College channel here on the Locked On Podcast Network have you covered with a lot of off-season different topics. Looking ahead to the coming season, reacting to that day's news, they've got it all covered for you. Download Locked On College Football wherever you get your podcasts. All right, writing down everything else you need to know as a BYU fan today. Let's start off with basketball. Announcement coming from BYU, obviously on Monday, that they will allow fans at the Marriott Center tomorrow and Saturday when BYU takes on San Francisco and St. Mary's, respectively. Well, Mark Pope speaking with the media yesterday, he told us not more than 2,000 fans when we spoke with him during the media session that we had with him. And then later on, he said 1,750 fans. I have heard that it could be 1,500. It could be the 1,750. It could be 2,000. But the hope was that they could scale up. Uh, Obviously, it looks like around 2,000 or less than 2,000 fans. The good news is there are some fans who will be in attendance at the game. And that's the ultimate positive news out of all of this is that some of you, including myself, will be in attendance at the Marriott Center watching the Cougars take on the Dons and then the Gales this week. Looking forward to that and good news in terms of the numbers coming out. at uh, 10 a.m. today, if you haven't heard already, uh, student tickets, if you're a BYU student, will be available at byutickets.com. If you're a Cougar Club member, a 2019 season ticket hold, you also will have access based on your Cougar C- Club priority level. So check that out as well and take advantage. Of the opportunity to go watch the Cougar Cagers in action this week. Other news we need to get need to get to today. Congratulations to BYU baseball; they earned a season-opening series split with a seven to six extra innings win last night in ten innings over Texas State. Fantastic game. Went back and forth. I actually turned it on in the third inning and kind of was captivated the entire way through. They traded the lead back and forth. BYU, if I'm not mistaken, actually never actually trailed in this game. Uh, They put up uh, runs in the first inning, three in the fifth, two in the sixth, and then, excuse me, BYU put runs up in the first second, so one in the first, two in the second. I was reading Texas State's score line, my apologies. So one in the first, two in the second, one in the fifth, two in the sixth for BYU and then capped it with a sack fly in the tenth inning by Austin Deming to win it, ultimately proved to be the winning uh, score for BYU. Well, the fun part is, is BYU is right back into action. They are driving right down the road to Austin, Texas. They'll take on number 19, Texas, who surprisingly is 0-3 to start the year. They played in a series up at Globe Life Field in Arlington, Texas in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and lost all three games pretty stunningly. So BYU actually is, by record, the better team coming into this matchup. The Long Horns 0-3, BYU 2-2 and 2. Game 1 of the series is tonight at 6 o'clock Mountain Time Jason Shepard will be, have the call on the BYU Sports Network the radio network, the TV will be the Longhorn Network, so if you get the Longhorn Network in your TV package, you can tune in I believe the Longhorn Network is also available on ESPN Plus or watch ESPN apps so you can download it and stream it that way if you want to watch the Cougars in action, they will play tomorrow, Thursday, Friday and Saturday so a full week, of week straight, essentially, a BYU baseball. And best of luck to them as they take on the Longhorns. One of the more proud programs in college baseball. You take a two or three games off the Longhorns you may be cooking with gas here if you're the BYU baseball program Mike Littlewood has done a good job with this program now, there's no doubt about that he's been a master program builder done a great job with it but this is a big test facing off against the Longhorns once again uh, first pitch at 6 o'clock this evening mountain time 7 o'clock there in Austin alright other news we need to run down today include uh, congratulations to the BYU women's golf program they had their best finish of the season finishing a tie for fifth after a final round of 295 as a team at the Gold Rush tournament yesterday. Terry Roberts was quoted as saying, It feels good to finish strong. I'm glad we came out and played with much better today. Uh, BYU as a team finished with a final round of plus 56, tied with Sacramento State, 21 strokes behind fourth place Fresno State, but nonetheless, a tie for fifth place is a great finish. Number 21 USC won the tournament at even par. Uh, Obviously, UNLV and Cal Poly behind them, 34 strokes back, tied for second place. So a good finish, good uh, showing for the BYU women's golf program. Congratulations to them. They're headed to the Julie Inkster Invitational on March 8th and 9th. They'll be hosted by San Jose State in San Francisco. That'll take place at the Metal Club in Fairfax, California, coming up here in a couple of weeks. And then finally, best of luck to the men's and women's cross-country programs. They are headed to Las Vegas, Nevada to the Craig Ratch... Craig Ranch Regional Park for the West Coast Conference Championships. Men's cross country chasing another national title, hoping to repeat this spring. Well, the postseason begins today in that race. Uh, The women's team will go out at 10 a.m. in the WCC Championships. They should have a good chance to win the West Coast Conference Tournament title on their end. And of course, the men's team is the number two ranked team in the country. They're the heavy favorites to win the West Coast Conference crown in their own right. Best of luck to both of them as they Chased WCC Championship glory today down there in Sin City. All right, that's going to do it. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast, guys. Follow the show on social media. We keep you up to speed on everything with BYU Sports as well as the podcast. Search us out at Locked On Cougars on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. My personal Twitter feed, if you'd like to reach out to me there, I tweet about much more than just BYU Sports. We still have a lot of fun. Is Jacob C. Hatch and as always feel free to email the show anytime locked on cougars excuse me locked on byu at gmail.com locked on cougars is the name of the podcast but locked on byu is the email address for this podcast one note and that comes brings to me to remember that I actually had a person reach out via email I needed to touch on this before we go on today's podcast comes in from Simon I sent in a note saying I enjoy listening to your show every day to catch up on what's happening in byu sports I was wondering if you could give a shout out to the Rise and Shout podcast. They just ended their podcast after 10 and a half years of BYU analysis. I noticed that you were on their show once and thought you might remember their podcast. Love the show. Thanks, Simon. Well, Simon, I did. I do think I touched on this when they announced the Rise and Shout guys that they were ending their run after a decade plus of great podcast coverage. By the way, it's a pretty impressive run to go ten plus years. I'm two and a half years deep on this, so think about the four times the length I did. I have done on this podcast so far. But the guys at Rise and Shout, they are one of the OGs of the podcast game out there. Cougar Center among them with Mitch Harper and Bean Mace. There's a bunch of them out there. But I do want to give a shout out to the guys at the Rise and shout podcast, but an absolutely stellar run. And I tip my cap to them. I hope to have a similar type run, if not longer, but Hey, to do 10 plus years of podcasting and it's, it's a grind. There's no doubt about it. They were not doing daily like I am doing, but still to do 10 and a half years or so of podcast, man, I got to tip my cap and say, Hey, happy trails. And thank you for the memories to the guys at the rise and shout podcast. That's going to do it. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. I hope you guys are all doing fantastic. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for February 24th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow.